Welcome to the Mousecapades Podcast, the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. And now, here are your hosts, Vicky and Brad. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicky, and I'm here with Brad. We're so happy that you're joining us. We hope that you continue to be safe and happy and healthy, and with things going up and down with COVID, we hope you are making the right precautions to help keep yourself safe. This is episode 529, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. In today's episode, we're going to try to stump the host. We're basically going to put Vicky to the test to see how savvy she is as it pertains to her Disney knowledge. But before we get started, we need to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. So my husband, Brad, thought that this would be a fun way to put my knowledge to the test would be a good way to play a game called fact or fiction only disney style so brad researched a bunch of various popular claims and urban legends that have developed over the years through the disney organization the disney parks and even about walt disney himself he did not allow me to see the questions or the answers before we started recording this i am about to see the questions but i don't have the answers until he reveals them to me so uh this should be interesting yeah hold tight yeah so Here we go, Disney fact or fiction. And just to kind of set the stage for how this is gonna work, I'm gonna read a statement or a claim, and then we'll give Vic a few moments to think about it before she answers. Some of these I think she's gonna know right away. Others are a little more tricky because the possible answers are fact, fiction, or partial fact. And I like the the option of partial fact because it mixes things up. You got to really think about some of these because over the years, some of these rumors and legends that have developed, they might not be fully true or fully fiction, but they might be a combination of both. So some of these I'm hoping will put her to the test. I hope this is interesting for you guys because it was certainly interesting and fun for me to research these. So we'll get started. Here's the first one. I think this was an easy one for her. People spread ashes of their loved ones in the Haunted Mansion. Vic, is that fact, fiction, or partial fact? Well, I know it's fact that they try, but I almost think that it's partial fact because if they get caught, they can get in big trouble. So... What's your verdict? I'm just going to say fact. I know for a fact that people want to spread the ashes in the Haunted Mansion because they want their family to have happy memories and they think that... The Haunted Mansion is going to give that to them. You are correct. It is fact. Some people have taken the invitation to become the 1,000th resident of the Haunted Mansion a little bit too seriously. (laughs) So they have actually tried to scatter their ashes inside the Haunted Mansion. And I don't know when I was researching this and every time I think about it, to me, it's just disgusting and it's unsanitary. (laughs) Of course, with the way society is today, I don't put anything past anyone to do anything. I guess you have to be really careful if you do this because do you know what happens if they catch you? They eject you from the park. They do eject you from the park. I wasn't able to find out, you know, sometimes for certain things, they can impose a lifetime ban 
I don't know if this is one of those or it's just you get escorted from the park that day. I was not able to verify which one it is. I honestly don't think it's... I think that Disney has a heart thinking that this is your loved one and that you're just trying to pay your final respects and you, you're trying to do what their request was so they wouldn't eject you permanently. But I do think you're ejected for the day. I'm pretty okay. positive about that. Okay. Now, honestly, if you could find something... This is just me, but I realize that could be millions of people. But... I do want to be cremated, as you well know, and yes. if I could have a nice canister that would go along with the Haunted Mansion theme and have it placed somewhere in there, I don't care if you spread my ashes, just put my little urn in there, but I mean, I guess they could get really out of control. I think that takes leaving a little piece of me behind a little to too a whole far. new level. <laughs> I think that's a little too far. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. So, good job. You got a, you're one for one. Great. All right. Moving on. Number two, the plane in the Jungle Cruise is actually the back half of the plane that was formerly in the Casablanca scene at the Great Movie Ride. Is that fact, fiction, or partial fact? That, um, I guess you were not paying attention because I know you get annoyed when Joey and Kaylee and I always watch YouTube videos about Disney. I just learned this one the other day. It is a fact that the back half of the plane from Jungle Cruise is at the Casablanca scene in Great Movie Ride, or what used to be, because they said that it was a sad day. We would never know what happened to the other part of that plane because now that movie ride is shut down and that they should bring it on to the rest of the Jungle Cruise. But you had no way of knowing that I just watched a video on that because I know you don't watch them with us. Yes, I did not. So yeah, that, that plane you see just past Schweitzer Falls, as they call it, is that plane. It's the back half. Although I thought it was a good use of the plane. Correct. The other the other thing, though, about this point is there's another enduring legend about this particular plane in that some people think it was the original movie prop used in Casablanca. That's not true. Oh, okay. That, that is not true. But yes, this the statement as I read it is fact. Correct. Good job. Doing good so far. All We're right. not to the hard ones, I don't think, yet. All right. Number three, the Haunted Mansion is being rethemed and becoming a cocoa-based ride. I believe this is fiction. I think I would know from doing weekly news by now if something like that was happening. I love the movie Coco, and I would like to see Coco get its own ride, but Haunted Mansion, as you well know, is loved by our family and loved by many. I didn't realize that there's... I should have realized, I should say... But I didn't realize that Haunted Mansion has its own fan club and people helping. In fact, I just saw the other day some lady redid her living room to make it look like a scene from Haunted Mansion. So oh I'm gosh. going to say that that is fiction. You are correct. It is fiction. While Coco may very well make an appearance at some point at some Disney attraction, this is not it. They're not planning to revamp, revamp Haunted Mansion to any Coco-themed attraction. So this one is a, as it is, Haunted Mansion is a fan favorite. I don't think they'll touch that for at least another while, I guess. I really think that they could combine Coco with the three Caballeros. I know they have a little section of Coco in the Mexican Pavilion in Epcot, but I believe that they could combine those two movies and it could be really funny. Yes, I think that could be a good combo. Just because of the theming, it goes together. Right. 
All right, very good. So far, three for three. Here we go, number four. There is no gum sold on Disney property. Fact, fiction, or partial fact? I'm gonna say that it's fact because the first time that we went to Disney, uh, listeners don't know this about you, but you love to have gum with you at all times. Not mints, gum. I do. And we checked and checked and checked and finally they're like, no, Disney will not allow gum to be sold because they don't want it getting on people's shoes and messing up the park. However, we also learned uh, that same year that we couldn't even purchase it at the airport because they didn't want it messing up their airport. And I guess they just adopted Disney's way of thinking. And so the only thing that was available at the airport was mints. You are correct. This is fact. Although they say that a lot of people, when they make this statement, they follow it up with, oh, and gum isn't allowed in the Disney parks at all. Now that part's not true. You can obviously bring your own gum. I was going to say you have. But you can't buy it. They don't sell it in Disney parks. So that's the, there's a distinction there. You can have gum. They just won't sell it to you. So good job. You're doing really good. All right. Number five, Walt Disney famously said, quote, if you can dream it, you can do it, end quote. Is that fact, fiction, or partial fact? I want to say it's fact, but I think it's only partial fact. I think it's messed up a little bit. I don't think the quote's exact. I could be wrong. Okay, on this one, this is your first flub. slight flub. It is fiction. So Walt is credited with many inspirational sayings, as we all know. And this one is one that's commonly misattributed to him. This was actually from a Imagineer named Tom Fitzgerald back in the 1980s. And it was specifically made in the context of the Epcot attraction Horizons. Oh, okay. So it is from a Disney person. It's just not Walt. Gotcha. I I knew something was not right. In my room, it says something about it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Yeah. And the other one I like that I found that is a tribute that is another of his quotes. I like this one uh, quote around here. However, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Quote, end quote. Walt Disney. That's a very long one. <laughs> it is. It's a long one. I like that one though, because that's, that's true. Not just of Disney, but of every, uh, lots of things like NASA, science, Curiosity is what kind of keeps us on the edge of discovering new things. And always progressing, right? Yes. Well, listeners, I hope that you are doing as well as I am and keeping track of your score as we continue on in this uh, endeavor to stump for Brad to stump his wife. <laughs> okay, moving on. Number six. The trash at Disney parks are sucked down tubes to underground tunnels. Is it fact, fiction, or partial fact? Ooh, This is tricky because it would make sense why you never really see trash (laughs) for it to be. But I didn't, I've never heard anybody talk about it. I kind of feel like, hmm, I kind of feel like this is partial fiction or partial fact, however you have it worded up there. You're correct. This one is partial fact. So what is the true fact then? So the whole story is, yes, they do have an underground tunnel system called the Utilidors. And they do have trash chutes. However, that's where the, the the truth of this statement ends. It's not automatically sucked down into tubes into there. They still empty the trash just like normal trash. 
You have groundskeepers who keep the trash emptied just like normal, but they do have a place. You know, they gather all that trash and they take it basically backstage where there are chutes that put it down to the utilities. But they're not, all the trash cans are not directly connected to the underground tunnels. It'd be very cool though if it was. It would be. They could make a whole movie on that. It would be. That was very, that one was interesting because again, that's true. That one's a tricky one. I like that. Okay. Number seven. One of the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion is modeled after Walt Disney. I want to say fact, although it could be Roy E. Disney. I could be wrong. You are incorrect. It is fiction. Oh, I thought one of them does look like a little bit like him. I mean, the research I did say that they can see how people can understand how that got started because the headless bust does resemble Walt Disney, but the bust is actually modeled after Thurl Ravenscroft. And if you've never heard that name, you've at least heard his voice because he sings the lead vocals in Grim Grinning Ghosts. Oh. And he plays the voice of Fritz from the Enchanted Tiki Room. And he can be heard on both the Pirates of the Caribbean and It's a Small World soundtracks. Ah. So it's a Disney person, again, but it's not Walt. I do think it's interesting how they try to tie things in, like, when the lady that died, I think it is, that's in the crystal ball of Haunted Mansion and how they made a tombstone for her. I I, I like how they try to make those connections to pay tribute to people that worked for Disney always like the Easter eggs. Looking yes. for the, Easter, the little hooks. Yep. Fun. All right. Moving on. Number eight. The bench Walt Disney was sitting in when he had the idea for Disneyland can be found at Disneyland. Fact, fiction, or partial fact. Oh. I think this is fiction because I thought that that was still on, like, the property of, like, Disney corporate o- Corporation or whatever. Like that bench, I'm pretty sure, is the one that they used in the movie when they were doing uh, Saving Mr. Banks. I'm pretty sure. Nope. It is It is fact. Oh. So one day when his daughters were very young, Walt was sitting on a bench at Griffin Park in Los Angeles, and they were riding the carousel, and it was there that it occurred to him to build Disneyland because he wanted a place for children and their parents to be able to come and have fun together. And that bench now sits at the Opera House on Main Street, USA, at Disneyland. Oh, that's very cool. So I thought that was cool. All right. Your score is going down a little bit. I, I have, know. I have faith you're going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about Disneyland now, and I'm, I'm not as well-versed. Okay. Well, let's move on. Number nine. The gold spike in Sleeping Beauty's Castle is the geographic center of Disneyland. I want to say that that's false. Or not. Or it's fiction. Excuse me. Correct. It's fiction. Uh, Those markers were nothing more than just surveying tools. So they were there, but it had nothing to do with geographical center of of anything. It's a fun story, though. No, I... They make it sound like that's an urban legend that people would probably believe. Right. Well, Um, because it sounds like something they might have done. Correct. All right. Number 10. I found this one interesting. I didn't even think about it before. Disney's Animal Kingdom was originally intended to have a land devoted to mythical creatures. Is this fact, fiction, or partial fact? This is fact. And the only reason that I know that is, um, I believe Nick did a thing on Animal Kingdom at one time, and he asked me if I knew that. And I did not know that. He was showing me something. You're correct. It's a 
It's a fact because the logo has like a dragon yes, on it. That's what he was showing me. And so that is why at one point there was planned to be a whole land developed that's for mythical creatures. And that's why that's on there. I know why we talked about that. Because when Avatar was being built, he said that that made sense because it tied more with the mythical creatures that they were wanting for or the land they had mythical creatures from Animal Kingdom. So in his mind, he thought that it made a smoother transition into the Animal Kingdom world. Yeah. So that that land was was going to be called Beastly Kingdom. That was its name, its planned name. But construction delays, budget overtures caused it to be put on hold. And then they quickly put together Camp Mini Mickey as an added stopgap until that land could eventually be created. But then it never was created. It was scrapped in favor of Pandora, like you said. Mm -hmm. That whole project got scrapped in favor of Pandora, the world of Avatar, which I can't say is a bad idea. It's it's pretty great. Right. It It's better than what we anticipated, and we weren't the big Avatar fans that our child was. Yes. All right. You slightly redeemed yourself there on that one. So let's keep the momentum going. Number 11, Cinderella's castle is built to be easily taken apart in case of a hurricane. Is that fact? fiction or partial fact? Um, I believe it's fiction. Cinderella's castle was built to withstand a hurricane is what I thought the rumor or the truth is. You are correct. It's fiction. So when I was researching this one, it seemed outlandish to me just on the face of it. And Florida building code has some pretty tough requirements for structures that structures have to adhere to. And so the reason for that is because they have to build them so that they can withstand winds that come during hurricane season. So it doesn't make much sense to have a castle that can withstand a hurricane force wind, but then still also have it to where it can be taken apart. If you can build it to withstand it, there's, there's no, no need. There's no need to do that. So this one's just, this one is false from start to finish. No ifs, ands, or buts. Again, this is one of those things that uh, you hear and you hope that you hold on to in the back of your brain, but when they had to shut down for a hurricane is when I remember hearing a fact about that on the news. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so far, so good. You're doing good. The comeback's in full swing. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Number 12. The Prince of Morocco sent his personal architect to assist with building the Epcot Pavilion. I know you're going to know this one. We did hear this one the other day. Is it fact, fiction, or partial fact? So the way this is worded makes me feel like this is a true-false test that I'm going to get in trouble for because the Prince of Morocco did send his personal assistant over, you mean the Morocco Epcot Pavilion, right? The pavilion. Within the, the pavilion within Epcot, yes. correct. He did send his assistant over. We just did see that. You are correct. I just wanted to make sure you weren't trying to trick me with one of those, like the teachers always do, where they put one word that throws it off. Yes. No, you are correct. This one is fact. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy right. and outlandish. So you kind of want to lean towards that can't be true, but it is completely true. So the the prince was thrilled at being included in the World Showcase. So he wanted to send his top people over here so that they would get it right and so that it would look authentic. And it certainly does look authentic. Yes. I mean, it's, I've never been to Morocco. It's amazing. But I feel like I have been yeah. just from being at Disney World. Yeah. So that one was, that, that one is definitely fact. All right. She's on a roll, folks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number 13. Disney World has a statue 
that looks different to children than it does adults. Is that fact, fiction, or partial fact? I, oh man, you're going to stump me on this one because I never heard of anything like that before. I, I don't... <laughs> what is your verdict, Miss Black? <laughs> I would say it has to be fiction. How can it look different to children than it does to adults? This one is actually fact. Oh my word. So, so now I have to go visit this. When I was researching this, they had to double check it themselves, but it's true. Behind Cinderella's castle in the Magic Kingdom, um, there's a statue of Cinderella and her woodland friends, including Jacques and Gus Gus. And behind her is a mural and there's a crown floating above her head. Or at least that's what you see if you're an adult. But from a child's perspective, or if you kneel down before the princess, the crown appears to just rest right on top of her head. So it's all about the perspective. Obviously, if you're an adult, you're, you're taller. taller, it looks like it's floating above her head. But at, the, at an angle of a child, it looks like it's just resting on her head. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I never knew. I know. I think I know what they're talking about. I think statue. we've only looked at that a couple times because that's also where smoking used to be allowed. And we didn't really go that through that way because we have a child with asthma. Yeah. So this makes me definitely want to check this out the next time that we're there. These are good things that we need to know because sometimes when we go, people are like, why do you keep going back? Because we've never seen everything. And even if we have, we haven't seen the Easter eggs that we're yeah. discovering outside of Disneyland, Disney World and Disneyland both. Correct. Yeah. These are the things that make me interested. That keeps right. my interest up. All right. Number 14. You had a little hiccup there. Let's see if we can redeem Pull ourselves Pull it back again. together. Yeah. Number 14, Disneyland is infested with feral cats. I believe this is true because if you've ever noticed when you're at Disney World, even though there are magical mice and rats in their Disney movies, there are not ma mice and rats running amok with as much food that's in the Disney property. And I believe that is a true rumor that there are cats that come out at night and uh, keep up Disneyland safe from the little rodent friends. You were correct. This is fact. And they help control the pest population in the park. So I think that's why they allow them because they just, they're part of the pest control. Um, they actually have an Instagram account. Did they you, do? Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know they that. They do. They've created an Instagram account for <laughs> that's the feral hilarious. cats. Um, but they're not exactly feral. I mean, there's they're cared for by Disney veterinarian staff. I was going to say. So they do get cared for, but they are not like true. To, like they are kind of wild. They're not a home pet. No, they're not a home pet. Yes, they are. So. They're a Disney home pet. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, good job. Redeemed on that one. Number 15. There is a basketball court on top of the Matterhorn. Is this fact, fiction, or partial fact? I'm going to say fiction, but I've never been to Disneyland, so I'm definitely throwing a dart guess at it. This one is partial fact. Oh, my word. So the legend says at the top of the Matterhorn, there's a full basketball court to keep the, to keep the workers and everything occupied on their breaks. Um, <laughs> they did some research and found it's not exactly true. There is a basketball hoop. Oh, but it's not but a court. It's not a basketball court so they can play like horse or pig or... i guess so that's why they deemed this one partial fact gotcha very entertaining they're trying to keep their uh, employees happy they that's are. nice it's i thought that one was a, a fun one all right number 16 epcot was originally intended 
to be a utopian, futuristic society where people actually work. <sighs> I believe that this one is partially true. Well, no, it is fact. Well, because I thought it was, but then I thought I was going to be wrong. <laughs> so nope, it is fact. So Walt envisioned a place where people would live, work, and play. And that's what he intended Epcot to be originally. That's what we see when we ride People Mover. Correct. So, but he died before those plans could ever be realized. And the Imagineers eventually discovered that the logistics of it all were just going to be too costly to implement. So, therefore, the Epcot that we know and love today was born. Gotcha. Um, it's, a, it's based on the World's Fair with different corporate sponsors and pavilions. Um... Disney eventually did create their experimental community, but it was vastly different than what Walt had envisioned. Um, I just thought that was interesting. He, because it is something that he really did envision to be a reality. Had so, he have lived, I think it would have. Possibly. He may have been able to inspire enough to make that happen. So that's a shame. It is. But that one is a fact. All right. And the last one on our list for today, Vic, um, number 17. There is a ring in the pavement outside of the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. I'm going to say this is a fact because I'm pretty sure this is an Easter egg that I heard about on a YouTube video that I crazily watched with your children. This is a partial fact. Oh, okay. It's part of a ring? <laughs> no. So let me tell you the story. So they, the guests, guests used to exit Haunted Mansion through a turnstile in Liberty Square. Um... Years ago, that turnstile was removed, but a piece was left behind in the pavement. And it just happened to resemble, it just happened to bear a striking resemblance to a engagement ring. Oh, okay. And therefore, the urban legend was born. Now, Disney has since paved over that spot, but in true Disney fashion, and based on the cries of the Disney fans who fell in love with this romantic story, they did put a ring back in. They oh. Actually, they actually, Disney put a ring back in, and now you can find it still hidden outside the attraction if you're good enough to find it. But it, they say that it is there. So this one is partially true because, yes, the ring is there, but it's not in its original location, and Disney just put it back for the sake of the fans. It wasn't for the original reason. Okay. Well. So that was, that was it. You did pretty good. I thought you did pretty good today. I did pretty good. I could have probably done better. I need to be watching some more YouTube videos with, Ka with Kaylee and Joey. These are the kind of things that interest me, though. No, I, like, I know. I like these little nuggets that are like... That pull people in. That pull you in and you think they're true and it's like, no, that's not true at all. Or things that are like wild and outlandish and like, no, that's true. That really happened. Yep. Well, listeners, I hope that you enjoyed uh, the game that Brad prepared for me, Disney Fact or Fiction. And that it was entertaining. Maybe you even learned something new. I hope you did. Uh, I'd learned a few new things. And you can learn tons of things if you just go on YouTube and type in Disney. You can learn just about anything you ever wanted to do. You can virtual ride rides if you're going to take a trip or anything. It's kind of crazy. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, text us at 636-373-4497 or contact us at Vicky Black, V-I-C-K-I-E dot Black, B-L-A-C-K 
at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter account at Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday show as we dish the latest rumors, news, and chat with the gang. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Well, Brad, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have, Have a, a magical, magical day, day, my, my friends. friends.